You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: the roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. So it's good to have you on board. Today we are going to talk about the hypocrisy and double standards that we see on an all too regular basis when it comes to our sports media. Today's podcast is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento, locally owned for over 20 years for your plumbing needs and repairs. Just go to newworksplumbing.com. That's N-E-W wrxplumbing.com and again i really want to thank those that have taken the time to give me feedback on new works via social media or to my email account uh you know what means a lot to me and i know it means a lot to new works plumbing uh thank you very much and thank you to new works for sponsoring this podcast well we are living in some crazy times double standards hypocrisy the latest coming on the heels of Stephen A. Smith's comments as it related to Shohei Otani and the Nigerian basketball team. Stephen A. Smith came out with an apology. It was only a week earlier that we had the Rachel Nichols, Maria Taylor debacle at ESPN. But this really started a couple of years ago. And I want to first state I am not in favor of cancel culture. I'm not in favor of cancel culture because I'm a victim of cancel culture. That's number one. And number two, I think it is flat out wrong. I think it is a travesty. And I think it's a real issue in this country. And that's why I was so happy when Adam Silver came out before game one and addressed it as it related to ESPN. Now, I don't think that there is a better example of hypocrisy and double standards than ESPN. And if you listen to my podcast back in January with Doug Adler, who was calling the Australian Open for ESPN and had his career absolutely ruined, ended, turned upside down because he was commentating on a match involving Venus Williams and complimented Venus for her successful guerrilla tactics in poaching the nets. G-U-E-R-I-L-L-A. And for those of you that aren't tennis fans, guerrilla-style tennis had become a very common spoken term. As a matter of fact, 
and I've talked about this numerous times on my podcast, Nike actually did a commercial on Fifth Avenue in New York City involving Andre Agassi and Pete Sampras, and the name of the commercial was Gorilla Tennis. And Phil Mushnick, who has done an amazing job in terms of writing about injustices as it relates to our media members, particularly when it comes to these travesties, wrote several really interesting articles on Doug Adler because Ben Rothenberg, who was a freelancer covering for the New York Times, put out a reckless tweet that Adler had just racially slurred Williams as a gorilla, then added, it's horrifying that the Williams sisters have to be subjected to this in 2017. Now, we all know that was an absolutely ridiculous take. And, you know, ESPN should have told Rothenberg and the New York Times to shove it. But guess what? That didn't happen. All right. Did not happen. They did not ignore it. They did not say that is just the stupidest thing we've ever heard of. So what happened? Doug Adler, who everyone knows was innocent of anything to do with race during that much, as Phil Mushnick wrote, and I'll quote him, but they let him burn as if unwilling to risk second-hand smoke. How about that? Nine straight Australian Opens as a tennis analyst, and Adler was done. That's it, gone. Canceled. Just like that. How bad is that? And again, I go back and invite you to listen to that podcast. Adler was quoted in that New York Post story by saying, I've been told by people in the tennis business that I will never be hired again. I've been blackballed as a racist by a ludicrous claim. They all know I didn't call her a gorilla. It's crazy to think I would. But here I sit. It's surreal. A bad dream. Footnote to that, Doug Adler has come back. He did the French Open back in September for the Tennis Channel. But uh, he is nowhere near where he was in terms of his tennis accolades as a broadcaster. All right, then we have a lot of other things that have transpired in the last 12 to 16 to 24 to 36 months. You can look at New Orleans and what happened with Drew Brees. Quote, I'll always stand for the flag because of what it means to me and to honor all those who have sacrificed, who have served and died for our country and all those who have struggled to move this country forward. All right. Drew Brees was raked over the coals. He was just absolutely destroyed by many in this country, including present and former teammates. He had to come out and apologize, not once, but twice. And again, his comments were looked upon as racist. Then you had Bob Brenly, former major league manager analyst on TV for the Arizona Diamondbacks. Bob Brenly 
said this during a telecast, talking about Marcus Stroman. Pretty sure that's the same do-rag that Tom Seaver used to wear when he pitched for the Mets. After the game, Stroman tweeted, onward and upward through all adversity and racist undertones, the climb continues through all. What did Bob Brenly do? He apologized the next morning, saying, I made a poor attempt at humor that was insensitive and wrong. So what happened to Bob Brenly? Bob Brenly said that he took a voluntary, although do any of us believe it was voluntary, a voluntary leave of absence to undergo sensitivity training. That's right, to undergo sensitivity training for making that comment. So again, we move forward and we talk about ESPN again. Jalen Rose, upset with Team USA after Team USA announced that Kevin Love would join the 12-man roster for the games which are supposed to start in two weeks in Tokyo, said this, quote, Kevin Love is on the team because of tokenism. Don't be scared to make an all-black team representing the United States of America. I'm disappointed by that. But if you look at other Olympic teams in this century, you will find that many of them have been all black. But why do any research? Let's just call Kevin Love being on the team a case of tokenism. How about that? So what happens? Jalen Rose comes out and apologizes. He apologizes to Isaiah Thomas. Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, George Gervin, Bill Russell, and finally, Kevin Love in his 42-minute Instagram video when he addressed the remarks that he made on his podcast. And while Jalen Rose apologized, he also reinforced that he was entitled to his opinion. He also said on his podcast that the criticism over his remarks was akin to character assassination. No, I don't think so, Jalen, and I have a lot of respect for you because you know what? You kept on doing your thing. Nothing happened to you. You weren't suspended. You weren't publicly reprimanded. Nothing happened to you, right? Then you get to what happened with Rachel Nichols and Maria Taylor. And again, you go back to Phil Mushnick and what Phil wrote in the New York Post. Now, there are others that have weighed in on this, but personally, I don't think that any weighed in as well as Phil Mushnick. All right. Phil wrote that for some better late than never is a sick joke. Late is the same as never. And he went on and talked about Adam Silver issuing an enough is enough declaration 
on the heels of ESPN's latest racial strife between Rachel Nichols and Maria Taylor. All right. He also wrote in his column, speaking better late than never common sense. Silver last week said, quote, I think it's particularly unfortunate that two women in the industry are pitted against each other. I know that both Rachel and Maria are terrific at what they do. They work extraordinarily hard. We should be judging people by the larger context of their body of work and who they are and what we know about them. He went on and said these issues are not specific to ESPN and talked about what the league and the NBA are doing. Now, here's the part that really stuck out to me, or one of the parts that really stuck out to me, is when Adam said this, quote, I think part of the problem is that when people can't get in a room and talk through these issues, this seemingly has festered now for a full year. I would have thought that in the past year, maybe through some incredibly difficult conversations, that ESPN would have found a way to be able to work through it. Obviously not. That's Adam Silver telling one of his billion-dollar television partners, get your act together. That's the commissioner of the NBA ridiculing and calling out ESPN. Now, he did say through some incredibly difficult conversations. My own personal opinion, based on my own experiences, is that the conversations really would not have been that difficult if you had everybody in the room and everybody could speak freely, my own opinion on this is that after being in a closed room with those that are in this particular report, that everything would have been just fine. That's how I view it. But apparently, that never happened. Now, I'm not doing this podcast to be self-serving, although on this platform, I can say what I want, and I will on this particular podcast, and I have in the past. Because I think cancer culture is a real problem in this country. And I'm not in favor of Stephen A. Smith losing his job. I'm not in favor of Rachel Nichols losing her job. Although Rachel Nichols was taken off the sidelines for the NBA Finals. Adam Silver's story then got to me. He said no one read those comments with greater interest and perhaps disgust than Grant Napier. A New Yorker who was 32 years the TV voice of the NBA Sacramento Kings and 26 years a radio show host. Napier was similarly fired from both as a racist for replying to a tweet about BLM with All Lives Matter, every single one. For the record, I resigned from the Sacramento Kings. He went on and say he didn't know that such a noble sentiment was considered by wishful agitators as indefensibly and unforgivably racist. Instead of ignoring such wishful reactionaries, his bosses ran like frightened rabbits, leaving Napier's career and reputation destroyed by the sudden permanent stain of racist. My quotes were this. I read those comments and I was like, sure would have been nice to hear that last year. Now people are talking about it and acknowledging that it's wrong. Adams said careers shouldn't be erased by a single comment. Mine was, I'm grateful he made those remarks, but I'm still unemployed by saying something as simple as all lives matter, every single one. Adam also said we should judge people by the larger context of their work and who they are and what we know about them. That sure didn't happen for me. My body of work was irrelevant when I lost my career. And then 
He went into Doug Adler's firing at ESPN and what happened to him, right? He also talked about the recklessness of the New York Times. He talked about Doug Adler being branded a racist. He talked about Doug Adler suffering a stress-related heart attack at age 58. And then there was this, maybe my favorite line in his column, but this is what gutless leadership and an age devoid of common sense cultivates. How about that? And I haven't really talked about this on my podcast, but it isn't interesting that as the former television voice of the Sacramento Kings, I am no longer announcing in the NBA because I put out on social media, all lives matter every single one. But my replacement, who is a network play-by-play announcer for ESPN, Mark Jones, has made a lot of volatile, inflammatory remarks via social media. And there are many in this country and many in the media that deem Mark Jones out to be racist. And yet ESPN doesn't make any comments when Mark Jones puts outrageous, ridiculous things on social media, things that are not factual, things that are just like, wait a minute, really? Almost as if was his account hacked? But that's the world we're living in today of double standards. Then you have the latest news coming out of ESPN that they are going to have a basically a town hall. I mean, this is hard to believe. Jimmy Pitaro, the head of ESPN, said, quote, I do want to be clear on one thing. Maria Taylor was selected as NBA countdown host last year because she earned it. Please know our commitment is that assignments and opportunities at ESPN are based on merit and any concerns, remarks, or inferences that suggest otherwise have been and will continue to be addressed. I read a story in OutKick about this and the response in this particular article was, hmm, how exactly did Taylor, who had been covering college football, earn the NBA countdown job over Rachel Nichols, who has covered the NBA for decades and had the job in her contract? Hopefully ESPN employers will read Pataro's line and laugh as I did. He's lying. So I circle back. And I look at the last two weeks in particular at ESPN. And I look at Stephen A. Smith, who spoke as if he was reckless, was just trying to get laughs, maybe just trying to get people to... I'm not really sure what his intent was, but remember the word intent. Because he made fun of the names of some of the Nigerian basketball players. And then his comments about Shohei Otani and having to use an interpreter. And how bad was that? Well, it really wasn't that bad. 
because he was on the air the next day. He has not been reprimanded by ESPN. As a matter of fact, all Stephen A. Smith has done is come out and make an apology. Now, again, I am not in favor of cancel culture, and I don't think that Stephen A. should lose his job. But I do believe that based on Smith's history of having to apologize, he should have been suspended. He should have been reprimanded. I mean, if Bob Brenly has to take a voluntary leave, and I say has to because I think you and I both know that's what it was, and has to undergo sensitivity training, although Brenly did not work for ESPN, how is it that Rachel Nichols gets taken off the sidelines for the NBA Finals, okay? And how is it that nothing happens to Stephen A. Smith? Explain that to me, would you please? How on earth does that happen? Are you going to tell me that Stephen A. Smith on the heels of having to apologize about other remarks that he's made in the past can come out on the same day on ESPN's first take show with Max Kellerman, make those comments regarding the Nigerian basketball team and Shohei Otani, and then all he needs to do is come out and make an apology, and that's it? And Rachel Nichols, who's in a private room, in the bubble, is talking to an advisor for LeBron James and talks about the issues at ESPN and talks about Taylor and it is recorded via a server at ESPN and distributed to employees and it lasts one year, a year, one year. And now all of a sudden Nichols is taken off the sidelines of the NBA Finals. Hypocrisy? Double standards, you think? And so the reason why I wanted to talk about this today is we keep on hearing about equality. We keep on hearing about all of the social justice issues. We keep on hearing about where a lot of us would like to see this country get to harmonious, right? We want to see, we, we, we want to move forward, right? We want to be a country that's better than what it has been recently. Don't you think that's a fair comment? Do you like what you're seeing right now in this country? Do you like the hypocrisy? Do you like the double standards? Well, Here's my short take, my opinion. You're never going to achieve any of that when you have prominent members of the media that have different rules. Why is that? Why is it that Stephen A. Smith can make those egregious, egregious comments and all he needs to do is come out and make an apology and everything's fine? How is it that Rachel Nichols who also, by the way, came out with an apology, gets removed from her assignment as sideline reporter for the NBA Finals. How is it that Jalen Rose can make that comment about tokenism for Kevin Love and nothing happens? And yet Bob Brenly makes a comment about a do-rag involving Marcus Stroman, and he has to take a voluntary leave and has to undergo sensitivity training. 
How come Stephen A. Smith doesn't have to undergo sensitivity training? How come Jalen Smith doesn't have to undergo sensitivity training? Just asking. Why is that? Explain that to me. How come Stephen A. Smith, is it because he makes $12 million a year and is the most prominent figure at ESPN? Is it because right now he is ESPN? Why is that? Does that make it right? Aren't we trying to get into a society where it's either right or it's wrong? Not because of how much money you make? And if you're going to talk about ethnicity, which is where we've been dealing with in this country for the last 13 months in particular, yes, I understand we've been dealing with it for centuries, but I'm talking about on the heels of the George Floyd murder by Derek Chauvin in Minneapolis last May, two Mays ago. It has been in the forefront, has it not? Why are we continuing to treat so many people that are in front of the camera and in front of the microphone so differently? Ask yourself that. Now, I don't have a magic wand. I can't solve all the problems in this country. But I do know this. There are many, 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 many people that are looking at the hypocrisy and the double standards that are going on with some of the examples that I just cited, and there have been many more, and they are like laughing and saying, really? Really, ESPN? You're now going to have a town hall meeting, and you're going to talk about all of these issues, but you just took Rachel Nichols off her assignment in the NBA Finals, but you don't do anything at all, not a reprimand, not even a verbal reprimand, Nothing to Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, go ahead. Have your town hall meeting while everyone just laughs at the hypocrisy of all of that. It's unbelievable. And I've said this, and I said this before Colin Kaepernick ever took a knee. I said that if you mix politics, okay, you bring political and social issues into the stadiums, onto the court, into our ballparks, you're going to see a lot of people turn away from sports. And the ratings have reflected that. The All-Star Game on Tuesday, the ratings have come in. I believe I read they were the second worst ever. The NBA ratings continue to slide. Pro sports ratings continue to slide. I believe a lot of it is because of what I've been talking about for years and years and years. I think there are so many people that do not want that in their stadiums, in their arenas, that they want to watch sports for sports. Leave the politics and everything else outside. Doesn't mean they're not important. Doesn't mean they should not be discussed. Doesn't mean that we can't do better as a country and as a society. But what it does mean is that's not why a lot of us turn on the TV for two and a half hours or go to a stadium or an arena that's not what we want when we are watching our sports. That's what it means. Doesn't mean anything else, okay? I for I am one of those. I am one of them. But I certainly understand and acknowledge that we have a lot of issues in this country that need to be worked on, but I don't want them worked on while I'm watching my games. And I believe I speak for a lot of people. 
I actually believe I speak for the majority, although I can't prove that. But I believe that there are enough people that feel the way I do, and that has reflected itself in how the ratings continue to go south. I would love to know how you feel about some of the issues that I've talked about. You're welcome to leave me a comment. You can certainly hit me up on my Twitter page, at Grant Napier Show. I would love to know how you feel about this. I want to get to our Crowd Ultra Q&A. Just go to CrowdUltra.com, sign up. It only takes a minute, and maybe I'll answer your question right here on my podcast. Michael asks, how many years do you think it will be until we see a decline in player salaries? Well, it has to do with the salary cap and the revenue that our leagues take in. If it, de- if it decreases, salaries go down. Josh wants to know, who is the best trash talker you saw live? I would probably say Gary Payton because he did it all the time. I would, you know, he, he comes to my mind. Rob wants to know, would the Maloofs have fired you like the current owners did? I wasn't fired by the Kings I resigned. I was fired at KHTK. The answer would be no, they would not have. They would not have. I actually love working for the Maloofs. I've said that publicly. Uh, I have a lot of respect for the Maloofs. I know that they are a four-letter word in Sacramento. Uh, I've never been one of those, uh, mainly because I have been privy to everything that's gone on behind the scenes. I'm not saying they were perfect. I'm not saying they didn't make mistakes. But no, the Maloofs would not have fired me. I can almost guarantee you that. Nick from New York, is Stephen A. worth the $9 million he's paid? Well, I think he's actually paid $12 million, And you would have to ask the management at ESPN that. Is he worth it? I would say so, or he probably still would not be employed by ESPN. Jeff wants to know, did you see the Euro final was watched more in the U.S. than all three games of the NBA finals? And as I just said a couple of moments ago, I am not surprised one iota. I did not see that, but that does not surprise me. It really doesn't. All right. Cameron wants to know, Grant, I agree with you saying the NBA has a lot of issues right now. Is part of you glad you're no longer involved with the league? No, because I love announcing games and I announced the games for the beauty of the games, not with all the political and social issues going on. So, no, no, I, I don't believe that would be an accurate uh, statement. Uh, Reed wants to know any chance Philly gets an all star caliber player for Simmons like they want. Great question, Reed. As they say, stay tuned because that's that's uh, going to be very topical leading up to the NBA draft. Mr. Wolf, how are the NHL players different? from other pro athletes? Great question. A lot of them are from very small towns in Canada. Uh, There are a lot of European players now. Uh, The biggest difference that I see is that NHL players absolutely are very much in tune and support the tradition of yesteryear with the NHL. They are very much on board with the rituals of the NHL. They understand after the playoffs, the ceremonial traditional handshake at center ice. Uh, they understand that you dress up when you go to skate around and you wear suits and sports coats when you walk into the arena and they don't bitch about it and they don't moan about it. And so uh, they're, they're kind of a throwback. I have found that the NHL players are kind of a throwback. They understand the tradition and the rituals involved with the sport. And they go along with that, 
And I think that, to me, uh, is one of the biggest differences. The other differences are they don't miss practices. They don't miss games. And they understand the significance of all of that. Those really are some of the big differences. Justin wants to know, have you been more impressed by Booker or Giannis this series? Well, I think Giannis is just a freak of nature. I've been impressed by both. I mean, they're both still relatively young. Not relatively young. They are young. And um, as I record this, this series is tied uh, 2-2. As you're listening to this, it is a 2-2 series. Uh, the best of three now uh, is going to be fun to watch. But, I mean, Giannis, to me, is the MVP in the first four games. But Booker, wow, unbelievable. Ryan wants to know, do you think that the Pats will actually start Cam Newton this season? I think he'll start. I don't know how long he'll be with Jones being the top uh, draft pick. Adam says, does NASCAR get bigger as other sports become more political? I don't think so, but I, I may be wrong, but I don't think so. Ernie wants to know, what's your take on the U.S. Olympic Committee changing the U.S. flag logo? I don't understand it. Now, the U.S. flag is still going to be there on the podium for the medals and everything else, but uh, the, I've read a lot on this. I'm not as educated as maybe I should be, but there's been a lot of backlash. Uh, quite frankly, uh, I do not understand. Will wants to know, does Richard Sherman's arrest put an end to his career? This is a very sad story, and... I'll give you a quick answer of saying, yes, I do. But based on what we know in the very early stages of this arrest and the situation that occurred on Wednesday, you got to be very concerned for Richard Sherman's well-being and his mental health. This isn't just about an individual that had a couple of drinks and you know, did something stupid based on what I'm reading. Could be, but uh, I think there's a lot more to that. Uh, is this a CTE situation? I mean, listen, don't think that it can't happen. We saw what Junior Seau did and so many others. This is really a, a very serious and sad situation going on, and you can only hope that Richard Sherman's mental health and his stability has not been altered permanently. That's all I can say on that. Angela wants to know, did I see the Hank Aaron tribute made during the All-Star game? I did, and it's the only part of the All-Star game I watched, and I thought it was tremendous. I thought it was outstanding. I really do. I thought the whole thing uh, involving Hank Aaron was outstanding. I think it was ridiculous and absurd that the All-Star game was moved out of Atlanta, where the tribute for Hank Aaron would have even been uh, better for what he did for that city and that organization but I thought it was outstanding. I really did. I thought it was absolutely outstanding. Great job by the people that put that piece together. Again, just go to CrowdUltra.com. You can sign up. It takes a minute. And maybe, just maybe, I will answer your question right here on my podcast. It's time for Rant. 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 Let's now get to today's rant, and today's rant is brought to you by New Works Plumbing of Sacramento. Locally owned for all of your plumbing needs, New Works Plumbing is there for you 24-7. Just go to newworksplumbing.com, N-E-W-W-R-X Plumbing.com. All right, so the Olympics begin in two weeks. 
I did a rant two months ago on this, and here we are, and again, unbelievable. Two weeks before the games, the rise in COVID is at the highest it's been in six months. Tokyo and much of Japan are in a state of emergency. How about that? And you're going to have 200 countries all go to an area that have cases surging. Again, a six-month high in Tokyo. It is their fourth state of emergency. The fourth emergency began on Monday. What does that mean? It requires restaurants and bars to close early. They can't serve alcohol throughout the Olympics, which again start July 23rd. Boy, this is serious. And I, you know, there are many of those, myself included, that are wondering why the hell are the Olympics still going on? How is it that you're going to protect people from around the globe with COVID surging in many regions of the world, even going up here in the United States again, and you're going to have the games that aren't going to be affected or altered in any way. I don't understand it. I do not understand how these Olympic games are going to go on and go on without a hitch. I said it two months ago, and I'm going to say it again before it starts. These games should have once again been postponed. But now you're going to bring the world in to an area and a city and a country that's under a state of emergency and COVID cases are at a six-month high. You know what I say to that? Good freaking luck. And that's my rant for today. And that's my podcast for today. I would love to know what you have to say, particularly if you listen via Apple Podcast. Please rate the podcast. Leave me a comment. And don't forget to check out my video rants as well over on YouTube. Have yourself a great weekend. And again, thank you so much for listening to If You Don't Like That with Grant Napier. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.